Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're looking at season three, episode, I want to say six. six. Is it six? <laughs> Sleeping with the Enemy, in which Frasier becomes a spokesperson for the KACR union, quickly finding himself embroiled in a different kind of union entirely. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. In this episode, we learn about Noel's infamous fainting abilities. Yeah. Have you ever fainted? I have not ever. I'm, I'm sorry. I wish I had a story. No, no. I've not either. But I, you don't know about other people's fainting habits. So I thought I'd ask. Um, no, I've never fainted. I like. I quite often like get a head rush and everything goes dark when I stand up. That happens quite a lot. And the gold stars and things. You get all that. You get gold stars. You don't it's see just, the gold stars. Well, it's just rush. dark for me. What? Yeah, everything goes dark. I'm like, oh, that mine's like the opposite. Everything goes bright for me. And I see little gold stars everywhere. Um, almost no, like everything like goes dark glitter in the me. air. Wow! But I'm, I don't faint. I'm still, I'm still aware of my body and that I'm standing. I just stay still for a moment. Have you ever been in proximity to someone who has fainted before? Um, I well, I didn't see it, but I was within like, yeah, we were on this in the same room. Hmm. Um, I yeah, I used to know, I used to work with someone who is it narcolepsy when you just like pass fall asleep. Out. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, someone had like a shiny thing on their umbrella and they, they spun it around and he saw it and it caused him to like... Um, just wow. Sort of, yeah. Um, That's nuts. But I, I didn't see it. I was in the other side of the room and someone went, oh yeah, he's just... Um, he just yeah. Um, and I, I think they just sort of put him in a chair and he was okay. That would be really scary down. though to have narcolepsy. Like you wouldn't be able to drive presumably. You wouldn't be able no, to do a lot think, of things. Yeah, you wouldn't be allowed to have a license, I don't think. I don't, I don't know if... I mean, I don't know a great deal about it. I don't know if anything triggered... In that instance, obviously, something triggered it. Um, but I assume you can't tell if one's coming on or anything like that, mm. so you, you wouldn't be able to. I remember when we went on a school trip to the Nat- uh, to Black Country History Museum. Um, you, This was in secondary school, so presumably you would have come. I don't know what class I, it was. I definitely went to in primary school. Yeah, we went in primary school. Um, this was definitely... I hated sec- it. De- yeah, it's, hated not, it. it's not great. It's very, <laughs> Other than the fish and chips... It's a bit like what am I doing here? Um, but yeah, a girl in our in one of our classes fainted like right next to me when we were in like one of those little kind of recreation Tudor houses, mm. um, and she just like literally full on boshed against the wall, and it was pretty scary. But she was God. she was fine. I don't want to name who it was, but you you will know who they are. Oh, really? um, but yeah, it, it I'm was curious. Quite, no one we've spoke to or friends with, um, kind of like just a, a random person in the year. Okay. Um, not to belittle them, they're a perfectly fine human being, <laughs> but uh, we didn't personally speak to them that much. Um, but yeah, listeners, if you've ever fainted, get in touch. And if you have Noel's uncanny ability to do it at will, I think, definitely let us know. Um, shall we tuck ourselves into Trivia Corner? Oh, let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> so we have just been saying before we went on air, this was a tough, a tough episode really to, to make notes on, let alone trivia questions. Yeah. Um, you were also listening. You'll have noticed there wasn't a Reddit thread for this because we've recorded two episodes in one week. So our trivia masters have sent them directly to me via Facebook. Um, and we're just going to read some listener mail out from last week's. Uh, let me get to that. Okay, okay. Um, let me find Mr. Ham Winston's. Here we go. All right. Question numero uno. What was a smart move by Frazier? And what did he do? Um, I assume someone at KACL, maybe even Roz, describes something he does as a smart move because it's in quote marks. <laughs> oh, I really feel this could be a very, very long trivia corner for me. <laughs> um, my first thought is, could smart move be when he he replaces Noel as the, you know, he, he stages the coup 
Yes, um, elected to present the staff's demands to Kate. Oh, is, um, is that it? So, no, that's half a point. And oh, then oh, what, okay. what, what did he do? Just a simple, like, idiom to describe what he did. Simple idiom? Yeah. I, I know a, you said, um, okay, there's been a coup. I'm your leader now. And that's... What does he actually do with Kate, as in according to the others? It's, it's, it's so hard for me to explain without just giving it away. So What does he actually do to Kate? Yeah, kind of metaphorically speaking. Ooh. I don't know. What, what does he do to What um, am I doing right now? Oh, a, a, a tongue lashing? Tongue lashing. Oh, yeah. Daphne says, oh, did you give her, give her a tongue lashing? There you go. Never want yeah. to do that on camera again. Thank God. This is, <laughs> well, this is being filmed, but no one will ever see the master tapes. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I will give you four points for that, Kate. Um, Kate and Frasier fire six insults back and forth to each other. before. Oh, they God. I what thought about I... whether I should write these down and look at them, and I thought, nah, I can't be bothered. I would, <laughs> this is hard. I'd only get, like, a couple of these. Okay, Max. ass, I think, is one. Yes. Shrew, because he says shrew really weird. Shrew! Like, shrew! <laughs> like, what are you doing? Okay, ass and shrew. Ass and shrew. Um, and now I'm struggling. Uh, okay, ass, shrew. You've got like the the two like most. Um, they come at the end of his list. Then them two do. Tyrant one, I think. That's the that's the third from last. So you're kind of working backwards at the moment, which is probably quite good. Wait, and how many are there? Six. Uh, you've got yeah, you have three more to get, and they get progressively longer. Okay, he, he makes a comment about ellipse and collagen. Is that one thing that we're after? Uh, that no, this is time? this is that's just before they go into the the comic okay, book okay, fire okay. So he says, uh, she says about the Armani suits. Mm-hmm. He says about like like a Fenny bag or something like that. Yeah. Then she says, "Oh, you you're an arrogant gas bag." That's one. That's one. Does does he call it? No, no, because he says tyrant. So she must say another one. Someone calls someone a blowhard. I think. Blow hard. You've got one more to get. And I have oh, no this idea a, what this the other is one gra- is. This, this is the hardest one by a mile. So you've done really well here. Oh, I haven't got a clue for the other. You've um, got 80%. So, you I mean, you get a point as far as I'm concerned. Do you want me to give it uh, to you? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get the last one. Intractable despot. Oh, I wasn't getting that. That <laughs> is a hard one, man. Very hard, which is kind of the same as Tyrant. There's a little bit of a tautology yeah. there. Um, third question and final one from Hamish. Why does Maris think she has a grey hair, and where on her head is the said hair? It's is it is it did he say, it's something to do with widow's point or widow's creek or? on her widow's peak, which is that like kind of you know when you get the prominent middle bit out. Oh, okay, yeah, and the hairline recedes around it. And the reason I didn't realize this was given in the episode as the reason she thought she got it. I thought this was how it was revealed, but I I, I believe Hamish has, has interpreted it right. So. Oh, I don't remember something Nars it, did though. causes one of her hairs to go grey. Uh, yeah, I know it was Nars's fault. <laughs> um, what did he thoughtlessly do? Oh, oh, yo, he, he thoughtlessly. Oh no, I remember him saying, "I thoughtlessly did." Oh no, I can't remember what it is. Um, oh, it's gone. Oh no, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, oh. I thoughtlessly. No, I'm not going to get it. Oh, no. Thoughtlessly turned on the light while she was getting undressed. Oh. So I guess the the idea is the flash of light made one of her hairs go grey. <laughs> um, one from Sydney Assbasket now. The episode title is from a film. Who starred in that film? I only know the female lead in this. Um, I wouldn't have got the male. 
Oh, okay. So it's sleeping with the enemy, isn't it? It is. Okay. So is the okay? So it, what? I need the male lead. Yeah, or the well, female lead. Both really for the point. Oh, I would I be amazed if you got the male lead. So I think I'm thinking of sleeping in Seattle, sleepless in Seattle. I was going to say Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, but that's not that's, it. That's it? you've got male, I think. <laughs> 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 Though I feel like one of them is in sleepless in Seattle. Um, Possibly both. Who knows? I've never seen Sleeping with the Enemy, so would I know the actress or actor? You definitely, definitely know the actress. Um, I, I don't really know the actor by name, um, though I probably would recognise. Can them. you give me some of their film credits? Erin <laughs> uh, Brockovich for the female. Also, she's been Cameron in so much. Diaz? Pretty, no? was, was Pretty Woman her as well? <laughs> Pretty Woman might have been her. Uh, this isn't helping. <laughs> um, I don't think I know. Um, I always got a confused with Sandra Bullock. There's only one Sandra Bullock, mate. What? There's only one Sandra Bullock. <laughs> um, Do you want me to give it to you? Jennifer Garner. Oh, she looks like Jennifer Garner a lot, actually. Oh. It's Julia Roberts. Oh, okay. And... I, see, I feel like Julia Roberts is an actress I've heard of, but I've never actually seen in anything. Yeah, she's like super famous, but I've never... Yeah, I likewise haven't seen her much. Um, Patrick Bergen was the male lead. I don't doesn't, even know who that is. Doesn't ring any bells for me. Um, but good question there from Sydney Asbosquet. Now, lastly, on Hamish's uh, set, Niles Crane here asks, yeah. how many coffee machines do we see on the table under the notice board where the memo was put? So just oh, think logically. God. How many coffee machines would a oh. place of the staff the size of KACL have? Okay. There can't be that many coffee machines. It's got to be more than one because they've said coffee machines, plural. That that is true, possibly. But it could can't be. Could be, be a I typo. I don't remember it being a particularly big table, so I don't remember seeing any. So this is already got me. I mean, I wasn't looking. I was looking at that one guy in the suit who's just sat down the entire time when they're having like their rally. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the absolute bare minimum out of that. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. Say, it's either I'm gonna say two or three, and I'm gonna say because I feel it's gotta be more than two. Because you're gonna go with two or three. I am going to say three. It's two. I knew it was two! <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that's a really good question, to be fair. As I say, I took no notice of any coffee machine, so um, well played, Nars Crane. Uh, do you want to lay yours on me, Kerr? Yeah. So in this episode, a boxer is referenced. What boxer? I believe it's Iron Mike. Iron Mike Tyson. It, it is Iron Mike there Tyson. We go. You would not tell him he speaks funny. <laughs> okay, question two. Lay it on, mate. What is the name of the caller at the start of the episode? Oh, man. This is the, the woman who's not getting any attention from her husband or something. No, she's uh, not giving attention to her husband. She, listens she to eavesdrops on strangers' conversations. I feel you do that. I imagine you're probably that sort of guy who's in a restaurant and listens to other people. I resent that very presumptuous claim. <laughs> do um, you do it? I'm a very, no, I'm a very private man. I respect <laughs> other people's privacy. Thank you very much. Um, I, I've just looked at my notes and I, I saw her name, but I didn't know it had I not looked at there. So I'm going to say I don't know the answer. Okay. I tell you what. If, would you have known what Fraser calls her by mistake because he gets her name wrong? Uh, does he call her Jane? Yeah, so uh, from this, what what is similar to Jane? June. June. <laughs> I do not deserve a point there. Don't give me one. Um, but yeah, thank you, Keith. Okay, and final question. Lay it on when me. Niles first arrives at the apartment, the apartment in this episode, um, the party is ongoing. Mm -hmm. 
what three things does he see when he arrives? I think I might know this. Yeah. I see cocktails, hors d'oeuvre, milling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of my bullet points is just milling no. loads of M's. <laughs> um, yeah, not too bad there. Not too bad of showing. No, you I did mean, very well there, mate. Well, two well. out of three. I'll take that. Um, so to bring things to a close from MK and his uh, his group of, of quiz masters, assuming there were none who were unable to attend the meeting at Frasier's Fraser's apartment. How many on-air hosts does KACL have? I can tell you how many drive BMWs. I think it's five that drive BMWs. How many have red interiors? <laughs> Just the one. Just the one. <laughs> um, okay, so five have BMWs. There's obviously a few that didn't, but not many. So I'm I think, say... uh, yeah. So the implication here is everyone at that apartment is an on-air talent because they're Fraser's side of the union which is a, a fair assumption to make. I so that, that's the kind of figure you're looking for here. I think if... I mean, including Frazier himself? I Possibly. I mean, I wouldn't worry about it too much. See what figure you get first. And if you... I, I think from my BMW of five, I think that in order for that joke to work, there could have only been three or four which weren't mm. uh, BMWs because the joke was majority of them had BMWs. Yes. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to do a bit of a cop out and say that it's eight... But if we're including Frasier, it's nine. I've got nine here, okay. Can, can I count it as nine? As far, I, I'm ha- more than happy to take either answer at this point because I think that's amazing deduction work. Um, uh, Corey says, I guess Chopper Dave doesn't count, um, which makes sense. He's not quite on air talent. Also, he's not there. Um, Did we see Nanette from Pet Chat? Has she gone at this stage? I don't know. Yeah, she was going to get sacked, wasn't she, last yeah, week? Father Mike as well. He's long gone, apparently. He could buy and sell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking a cruise, mate. Um, question two by Martin's appraisal. Mm. Roughly how much Andouille sausage has Eddie consumed? It's either $30 or $40. Or, or are you looking for the pounds? <laughs> The pounds, if you can work it out from what you've just okay. said. I'm not looking at my notes, but I'm going to have to do a maths equation. <laughs> That's fine. Go for it, man. I think, I, think, I think you might be able to get something here. I think, is it $15 a pound? $14. I $14 a pound. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. It can't have been 30 I think it must be 40 He must have had $40 worth. So, oh God, this is where I show my maths ability up. <laughs> Um, okay, so if he had three pounds, that'll be 42, but he's slightly off that. So uh, without actually going through the full maths, I'm going to say about 2.8 pounds. I have got two pounds because it's $14 a pound, and Martin says about $30 oh, worth. No! <laughs> but I mean, you were doing a really good, valiant effort oh. there, Gay. That is really good stuff. So, you know. <laughs> unlucky there my friend and finally well from Corey's questions for key the man of the theater this question is is addressed based on niles's protestations which plays slash musicals did he appear in drag whilst in prep school um so he names the characters hmm. if you can work out which plays those characters are from if you can't do that just name the characters oh god i'm struggling to remember both um okay right so you'll have heard of all of the um the plays the, the musicals i think he's does he say guinevere I think. he does and that's 
I mean, I'm, I'm assuming like Merlin, Arthur. It's um, Camelot, yeah. Ca- oh, I should have got you. No, I mean, you're, you're there. You're naming every Mar- other word in the Marion and the Librarian. It's got to be what? Robin Hood, maybe? Uh, it's from The Music Man. Um, uh, but you got Marion Librarian. I'll give you half a point there. I know it's the final character. I don't remember. I remember he says about Hannibal, like Shoeless Joe from Hannibal. He said, I want to play Shoeless Joe. Yeah, he wants to be Shoeless Joe. I don't remember the the third one that he has played. Oh, God. This has been a week. Mama. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Bomber, mate. It's not a bomber. You're doing well there. Uh, I haven't got a clue. What's what's the third one? It's Adu Annie from Oklahoma. Um, There you go. Oklahoma. Okay. Two more questions here, and one is a new trivia master. Hothouse Orchid, Caitlin says, what type of coup resulted in Frasier replacing Noel? Um, I believe this is as per the title card. A bloodless coup. A bloodless coup, excellent. And finally, Amy, our new quiz master, what pattern is the towel slash tea towel that Daphne is folding as Frasier leaves, exclaiming that sex is what we want? I do love that line. How can we use sex to get what we want? Sex is what what we we want. want. (laughs) Oh, I haven't got a A universal truth. Really weak. Really weak. Um, Can I just say, like a little checkered pattern? Is that an answer? I mean, what's the? Do you know what the technical posh word is for that kind of picnic blanket check in Britain? Well, it's not British. Maybe it's British. (laughs) I do not know the technical word. It's the word. It's the pattern you see everywhere in Bake Off, for example. Yes, I like that pattern. I don't know what it's. Gingham. 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 Um, like Sue and Mel, and they used to host Bake Off, would always say, like, bring oh, your no, cake to over to the Gingham. It since, um, Noel Fielding's there. Yeah, since Ma- the Mary Berry is, is not Mary Berry. Paul Hollywood Prue left. Leith, since uh, Leith joined them. Oh, yeah, Paul Hollywood Mary stayed, didn't they? Um, yeah. I've not watched it since they took over, but that's purely because I just kind of got bored of this show. But, but yeah, I watched I'm a big it. fan of Noel Fielding, so. I um, like Noel. I watched it for one. Probably one and a half seasons, and then it was like, oh yeah, it's actually you know, yeah, yeah. it's it's I, less I, I, now. I like, like all, yeah, they're all like too professional now. I'm like, yeah. these are too good. And I always I like the first couple of weeks because they do like cake and biscuits, and then it's bread. I'm like, I don't care about bread. I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna be excited about baking bread. I'm not no. excited about bread. Show me show me the money. Come on, the money <laughs> shots. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone who sent in questions this week. Really good stuff there. Some big challenges. Um. And for once, I didn't wipe out in my question to key, so that's always nice. Uh, animation watch key. What was it, please? Is it just like a red... Yeah, I feel like we haven't seen this one in a while. Um, I, I don't know. All, all, when I was looking at it, all I could hear in my head was, Roxanne, you don't have to put, <laughs> put on, on your, your red, red light. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I feel like we've not seen that one before. My next bullet point is literally about June. I said, do you enjoy listening to Strangers Conversations? I've said that, like, I enjoy people watching, Um but I tend to draw the line if I'm listening to something quite private, then it's a little bit intrusive. But if you can't help hearing it, you can't you can't turn off your ears, um, for example. So, you know, I'm not judging people that do it, but yeah. Where'd you sit? Um, I, if I'm on my own... You love it, don't you? I... <laughs> <laughs> look, at you look at that smirk. If it's a good conversation, yeah. I mean, if they're just talking about some crap, but no, but... Like you get some people on like the bus and they're very gossipy and they like to chat and it's all about oh you'll never guess what Beatrice did this weekend you'll she never guess seen, who's pregnant <laughs> she was seen with Ken right now <laughs> ever since he got that hip replacement I'm Beatrice and Ken how old are these people on the oh, bus oh it's only over 65 so <laughs> gossiping's all they have <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah I mean it's, you gotta I live vicariously through them at this <laughs> 
I can appreciate that. I think I think there's a natural impulse you want to hear what other people are saying. Like I love going for walks at night, for example, when you go past other people's homes and just having that like half a second glimpse through the window and just seeing another life being lived elsewhere, yeah. kind of separate I, from you. I like to do that, but I a few months ago before you didn't get caught, did you? <laughs> well, I didn't get caught. No, but. Mm. I was stopped by a, a young copper, and it yeah, made me feel oh. old because I think he was younger than me. Oh my god! And he was like, uh, "You're right, mate. Um, have you seen anyone round here? Because it was like near me." Was this, <laughs> what was this what a vague question! There's like, there's like a little lake. There's some trees and stuff. I wouldn't call it a wood, um, but it, it's right next to this like re- these retirement homes. Yeah. And it's like, you seen anyone around here? Uh, no, I'm not seeing anyone. And he went, "Oh well, just be careful because there's a guy going around looking through people's houses, and we think he's trying to get in." Jeez. Uh, and when I um, so why did he oh, not okay. suspect you? Oh well, I found out why. I I sort of carried on my walk because I sort of walk in like a loop, and I knew you know I was mm. going to come back the same way. And as I was coming back, uh, there was like a fifty-year-old bald guy uh, with a backpack. Yeah. Who they would uh, about four coppers were detaining. Oh my so god! I, I think the fact I think they must have had a description, and that is why. Uh, I was and then you suspect. walked away with a pearl necklace in your pocket, <laughs> thinking the perfect alibi. And I looked directly into the camera, and and that's how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect crime. <laughs> um, in case yeah, you know, Fraser forgets uh, June's name here. June. Well, whatever. It <laughs> just hangs up on her. Um, I, just, I, I love his delivery of the line. Just craning her neck, just wondering. What the hell is going on? What the hell is going on? Because <laughs> uh, it actually sounds, if you were June on the other end, it sounds like he is speaking to her. Um, so he does a good job of kind of keeping in, you know, in character until the end when ultimately he fobs her off. Now they find the memo. Um, they're not getting a raise. Um, Frasius, oh, thank God, oh, <laughs> puts the memo back up. It's hilarious. Are one. you going to query now who gets a 5% who raise? Who gets a 5% Every year. Every year. year. Oh, look, after, after 10 years or so, you're making making so much money I mean, is an extreme amount of money i mean it's so stupid it's well above the rate of inflation that if is. we if we imagine the average salary of someone at kcl is i don't know what 35 40 thousand dollars a year you know five percent raise they're getting like what's 1500 just over 1500 quid maybe <sighs> A year it's, going up every year. Crazy that they get that much of a raise every year. It's just I, I don't know. I don't know how that scans for me. Um, someone has some a new person on listener mail actually this week messaged us about um how it was actually probable that half a million people were tuning into KCL and stuff, and they kind of broke it down a little bit. So if they really are that popular, maybe the money is there. Um, I don't know. Um. <sighs> Now we have like the little union meeting. So are you going to say something then? I was just saying, uh, when we get to the union meeting, I do, I don't want to mention this, I do love the fact that in, at the front is just one guy in a suit just sat down. Everyone else is like really going for it. Fight to the people. And just like, thing. yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> just got better things to do, you know. Honestly, I feel like he was just sitting on his lunch and everyone came in and just sort of gone along with it, but he doesn't want to be there. He, he stands for no there. one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Noel is just excellent in this scene. Um, in the hood, they call that being dissed. Um, yeah. His estimation just it just sounds ridiculous. And of course, his, his Captain Kirk line, you know, go away, you annoying little man, Frasier says to him, which I just love. I mean, have we talked about Star Trek on this podcast before, Key? Well, I think you, you said you watch Battlestar... No, I've seen the original. Oh, I do watch Stargate. Stargate's Stargate, yeah. yeah. Um, I, the Star Trek, I've seen the original 
series. I can't remember if we have talked about it because I don't want to tread I, over old ground. I feel that we very briefly mentioned because I think you've told me that you watched was it Next Generation? Yeah, I'm a big fan of that, but I haven't, I haven't it really ages. seen that. Whereas I've seen the original. It's very um, cheesy and of its time, but it's also just super comfy viewing. Yeah, everything's upholstered beige padding in the ship. You know, it's just a nice place to be. Um, but yeah, I like. I respect people that are into Star Trek in that way. Um, I, I also do love Noel's interaction with Kate when she was like, um, I wrote the memo, I signed the memo, I posted the memo. If I had anything else to say, where would I have put it? The in memo. The memo. <laughs> <Bravo>. <laughs> he sounds like um, like Abe. No, not Abe. Like uh, What's his name? Hans Molman or something. Yeah. Um, he's got that real kind of innocent Down I go. <laughs> Down I go. No, that's too big. <laughs> um, now they're all go back to Fraser's apartment, the on-air talent, because he's, you know, currying favour with uh, his side of KSCL to get a union going. We have Nas's kind of three-part cocktails, hors d'oeuvre, and yes. milling. <laughs> um, and then Martin. Feel like a wiener, Niles? Well, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, Niles doesn't have a great deal to do in this episode, but what he does it is phenomenal. He has some really good lines here, doesn't yeah, there's, he? There's one of the lines later on. I can't remember which one it is, but I'm, I'm sure I remember it when we get there. Um, I absolutely just love his delivery of it later on. And yeah, yeah he does, again, not much, but it's fantastic the way he does it. He really does. And I think that feel like a wiener interaction is one of the funniest moments in the show. Like it's yeah. such a low hanging fruit joke in many respects, but it just plays so well between the two of them. Um, I really love that. He's the um, inter- interaction with Daphne. He's always thinking of like, when she's mm. like, you know, she's on about how you can sit next to someone and rip their clothes off. There's a word for it. Hope. <laughs> for who's crazy anyway i was gonna pick hope but i was like that's too iconic in the episode you'd got you'd get that immediately um we now learn about how maris is you know no stranger to being friendly and compassionate yeah. to her common man she, she took what, joaquin to the board well, you've got a lot in common with joaquin okay it's a it's appendix burst appendix burst and no one took me to the board everyone just left me <laughs> like a I little grenade done. in your chest i could have done with the maris <laughs> i mean what border would you been dropped at? i mean just the, the welsh border. border just take me back to birmingham get me the jurisdiction of the uh, the qe <laughs> the queen elizabeth hospital um gil is back um he enters oh, the apartment and now. what an entrance what an entrance man. the palette is pure subtle excellence um something about the pieces then he sees the chair and then one of my favorite interactions from this whole season yes you've been on quite a show <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you heard my little program? No, just going through the door. <laughs> I just love that. His face. In fact, weirdly, I'm thinking about Halloween now, which I think is in even one or two seasons' time. But Martin and Gil have another really good interaction when he's dressed as Shinchachkuk from Last of the Mohicans. Um, I can't I don't know how you say his name. It's not quite correct, but that is really good as well. Um, when he's like, what a delectable Fromagian splendor. And he's like, cheesy. <laughs> but yeah, they have a really good little um, a little good thing here. Do you find it surprising that Noel drives a BMW? I feel like Noel is clearly the, the lowest earner at KSL. Not is. because of his simplicity, but he seems to not do anything of, of note. <laughs> he doesn't, but so at the same a time, I really I can see him as the sort of guy who's got a BMW. I feel like he's just one of those guys who's got nothing going for him, but just has a great car for some oh, reason. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> he just wants Ross, man, and instead he's bought this BMW. <laughs> um, obviously, we learn that Gil has a... Uh... Actually, I've said that. My bullet point says Noel drives a red BMW with a red interior. I think I meant to type Gil. Um, 
Oh, that would make a lot more sense because I that didn't could... remember Noel having a BMW. But I don't think he does Noel is there. the sort of guy who has a nice car. Yeah, so um, scratch everything we just said. Yeah, because I don't, I, don't... I don't think Noel is at the, that meeting at all. He's not at that meeting because he's not on air talent, is he? Yeah. yeah, so um, I mean, some just... by what I say, I think Noel is a. Is, I, I don't want to be mean to him. He doesn't seem to have a lot going for him in his life. I do feel he drives a BMW. I, I mean, there's there's nothing to dispute that case. So <laughs> I think, yeah, we stick to our guns. So, yeah. um, now when Martin does his kind of brilliant reverse psychology and, and Gil's like, I'm suddenly I'm feeling very Norma Ray. Um, what are you going to say? I was uh, Just before that, I absolutely love Gil's, um, Fraser, old man, why do they need razors? You're talking about people who eat corn dogs and nachos. <laughs> I love how he calls him I, old man. <laughs> I, I feel this is genuinely a debate that happened in the House of Commons in the last few weeks <laughs> when they were discussing whether nurses should have razors. Honestly, he's such an elitist little little pompous man, but he's yeah. he's fantastic. <laughs> um, weirdly, the reference to Norma Ray. I watched um, an episode of The Office about oh, a couple of days ago where there's like a whistleblower in the company and um, one of them like whispers to the other one, you know, how are you feeling, Norma Ray? Because they know they're the wh- the whistleblower um, and they're kind of like teasing them about it. So weirdly that that's kind of come up in, I don't actually know who Norma Ray is. I hadn't Googled it. I've, I, I know no she's, a, it's a famous name. She's either going to be some kind of spy or um, some kind of unionist or let's have a look. Norma Ray, based on the book, it stars Sally Field. And I knew Sally Field. Um, a factory worker who becomes involved in a trade union. There you go. So oh. it is very much union-esque. 1979, very good year for film that year. Just just putting it out there. I mean, talking about good years for film, I slight tangent. Um, Shannon and I have uh, started trying to do, by, inspired by Stephen King's Twitter, um, trying to watch one film for each year from 1940 to the modern day. Oh, wow. So 1939, we watched Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Nice. Is that Nin- uh, James Stewart? Yeah. Love Jimmy Stewart. Good film. Really good film. Mm-hmm. Recommend it. Weird ending, but really good film. Really, really good film. It. Um, 1940, we watched The Great Dictator. Nice. We've got to watch Citizen Kane for 1941. That's a pretty good triple That's bill. It. You've just it's named it. It's a pretty the... good way of starting it, isn't it? That's such a good idea, though. I mean, how are you watching what one a night or? Uh, we're supposed to be, well, we were going to do, uh, we were going to watch one each Saturday night. I love that. Um, but we've missed, we were meant to watch Citizen Kane like the last two Saturdays in a row and haven't got around to it. So, man, but... I need to, I need to freaking do that with you. That is good <laughs> stuff. I love that. Um, Ixnay, Niles now says, Are you familiar with Pig Latin Key? Yeah, because I feel like it's something that happened a lot on The Simpsons. When and me, yeah. And so I know it from The Simpsons, like, yeah. Weirdly, I've only ever heard it mentioned in, like, American... I don't think it's it's ever made it here in the UK. I it's only know. ever been on American media that it's mentioned. Um, do, you under, do you know, the like, how you do it? The... Don't you just take off, like, the first letter of the word and might put it to, like, the end or something like that, or X... Yeah, you you uh, you take the take the first letter, put it at the end of the word, and then add a y a, isn't it? So like x n a just means nix and nix. That's why it's always been confusing because nix in U.S. slang just means you know stop doing what you're doing. You know, nix just means be quiet. Um, so like when you hear x n a, even if you know pig Latin, it doesn't help you because you're like, what the hell does that mean? Like <laughs> yeah. nix. Like, we do not use that over here. Um, we'd probably just shout stop or cease. Um, but there you go. Um, I have a feeling something you do like make JF a sound all really posh. If we rather than shout stop, we go cease, <laughs> cease, cease this endeavor. Okay? That is what people love to hear about us. I'm trying to romanticize the uh, the British life, but no one, no one says cease. Um, paramecium. Now, Fraser describes um, a paramecium here, some kind of you know 
I don't know if that's like a gastrointestinal uh, bacteria. I feel this word is used elsewhere in the show. Like Niles maybe says it. I don't know. Did this word flag for you? I'm almost certain we've heard it before. Um, Weird one. I don't think it flashed for me, but mm-hmm. I could have. I don't know. Let me. I'll tell you what I can do. I'll do a little bit of Google foo, and I'll be able to find if it appears on any other script. Um, paramecium. Here we go. No, I don't. I don't know. I can't get to the bottom of that, but it, it really flagged for me. I feel like I'd heard it before. Um, Kate's voice now. I was just saying before. Um, have we mentioned? Martin, I absolutely love Martin and Fraser's little interaction where after Martin uses his reverse psychology to brilliant effect, mm. his imitating and mocking of Fraser with it's only natural that environmental factors would influence personality. <laughs> I wouldn't have an edible nerve there. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And just like the look, when he says, I'll oh, stop at your eyes ass. Hey, I look looks like I'm rubbing off on you too. Just, <laughs> it's a really that. nice, pleasant exchange, isn't it? Yeah. I really like that. Um I've now just put Kate's voice, gah, in capital letters. Is this when he's at the meeting or I think does she she comes um, high over. She's like, hi ho, the Dario. The cheese stands I, alone. I really do like that. Just it's a good phrase. Isn't it? The cheese I, stands alone. I do like that. It's a phrase I should be using more often, just day to day, to be honest. I just think in this episode, her voice just tends to do the the annoying, creepy, childish thing. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I just don't. I, I don't think it's her character. I think I just don't particularly like her acting and direction with it. I just. It's just. Yeah. As someone said in Listener Mail, I and mean, she, I think she's won an Oscar and a Tony, so she knows what she's doing. But they obviously cast her because she's big chops, you know. She's arguably, you know, as as if not better than than Kelsey. But we don't see that in the show. I don't think um, the way they they do her character. I think. Um, yeah, I I don't I don't know what it is. I think my I just think I'd like the 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 role the the you know the character a lot more with a different actor. I just I'm not at all convinced by her as, a, as an actress. Uh, this is the only I've ever seen her in, but I'm not convinced. No, no, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm the same. Um, she makes a really good point, actually, on, on the subject of Kate. Frasier having a giant contract is obviously the problem here. Like, same for all the other on-air talent, but I mean, all they need to do is take a probably much-deserved paycut. I mean, they even said at Frasier's apartment, who here thinks they're not overpaid? They all know they're overpaid. Um, and yeah, kind of rubs me the wrong way because of all those, like, you know, staff and control workers at, at Scarcely Out. They obviously need this money. Yeah, they're, they're mean, on their talent. They're robbing only a living. Do they have a huge, huge salary? They're still getting their five percent raises. Yeah, what's so that about? They could have all just, you know, if they'd have had a four percent raise, that'd probably be insufficient to give everyone else a full five percent rate. If they just dropped a percent each, like honestly oh, it's ridiculous man. it's a lot of money here there's a very big gap Frasier is the one percent yeah. uh, <laughs> occupy kacl um occupy elliot bay um where i'm in my my bullet points oh yeah um maris found a gray hair Niles enters the apartment looking like he's been dragged through a hedge backwards um and we learned she has completely skipped their kiss have i i feel like you have I think I have. Go back go back to the kiss, Kate. Tell <laughs> us about that, the kiss. Was it that painful for you? My bullet, I mean, I did, I made notes on this episode at about midnight last night after having yeah. multiple ales. Um, so it's it's very, it's, you know, not surprising that I've missed yeah. all that shit. So, okay, so we have the great line, hi-ho, the, the, uh, G, stands G stands alone. G stands alone. I'm going to start putting into everyday conversation. Really nice <laughs> line. Um, and 
it's a bit of a weird scene to be honest obviously it's just kate and fraser in the office um fraser threatens that they will walk on mass including the on-air talent mm-hmm. you know kate has, um, accuses fraser that she, he's gunning for her and says that it's because she's a woman just as smart as him and is uh, which she is and he definitely is intimidated by her yeah, he can't uh, stand the fact he has to work. He likes for her. being the smartest person in the room, doesn't he? And I oh, he big time! Like the fact that someone is smarter than him. I don't think it's that she's a woman. I think that it's he has an ego that he has to be the smartest person in the room. Yeah, and doesn't like the idea. Particularly, I think as well that someone in the radio business is smarter than he is, as you know, a doctor and a psychiatrist and all this. Mm. Um, but it's a really weird scene in that. We have had no in- indication at all that either of them find each other attractive or into each other. But then they start throwing in, in this scene, he refers to her as the devil disguised as a beautiful woman. Yeah, a bit of a um, creepy, awkward the, line there. The big collagen pouty lips as well, he, ma- he references when they're obviously throwing these insults at each other. Mm. They have a very awkward, violent kiss. On, it is extremely defense. visceral and intense, isn't it? Um, and I don't I'm, I'm judge. I, it's not this one, I don't think. When they kiss later, I think, oh, what is one? They're on either side of the desk, I think, when they start kissing on one of them. Yeah. And it's just, it's a bit weird. And it just, it feels very forced because there's been no indication at all of any kind of um, sexual tension or anything between them. And mm. all of a sudden, they just can't keep their hands off each other. Yeah. I mean, I, you can kind of see the writers wanted to build to this with the way they'd kind of pitted her as the opposite to Fraser in some ways, you know, opposites attracting and all that. There's two, two warm fronts inevitably colliding at some point. Um, but yeah, no, I know what you mean. I think it, they have to kind of ramp it up in this, in this tiny little office meeting and like in the space of two minutes kind of establish, you know, that chemistry. And it's just a bit like, I feel like we've got Joe and Daphne last episode. They managed that with far less dialogue and, you know, it felt more organic. Um, I don't know. But yeah, um, that was an excellent summary of the kiss there, Kay, um, that I'd completely missed. <laughs> off, off. Um, do we go back to Kay, uh, to the apartment now? Do yeah, we? we're now back at the apartment. Uh, here's the grey hair. What a question for you about looking at your notes. What drink does Niles have? Do you know? A drink? Yeah, um, Martin says to pour Niles a drink. Brandy? Brandy, yeah. Brandy. Bring so I better bring the bottle. <laughs> um, have you, are you a Brandy fan? I've asked this I, just before. I, I don't think I've ever had Brandy. Actually. Really, really good. Um, it's a bit. It's like whiskey, but much smoother and like there's no burn. Um, so, you know, if you don't like whiskey, you've got a good chance of liking Brandy. Very smooth indeed. Um, but yeah, we learn that Marius has a widow's peak. Um, it's kind of a terrifying thing to, to for for her to have it just makes her sound extremely i don't know so, i want to yeah. say unattractive but I, I just she's like, she, we, she's unattractive because she's impossible to exist um not because she's got a widow speak but yeah not really something women develop um i don't think it's like in women's genetic hairline to get a widow speak um i think it's part of like male pattern baldness um but yeah, do you know anyone in your life with a widow's peak? <laughs> I don't think so. I My suppose... uncle had one for a while, and now he's just kind of shaved it all off. But um, he had quite a prominent one. If I, I'm gonna get a look of a widow's peak up now and just have a quick look, see. But I don't think I know. Type in widow's peak women and make sure that I'm not just grossly generalising there that women can't get one. Because if I am, I'm saying a lot of offensive things. Uh, it looks like women can't have them. Oh <laughs> shit, really? Okay, I'll have to delete all of that. There's quite a lot of images here of women. Um, okay, so it's when, yeah, there's like there's a point and then your hair goes back slightly either side. Mm. Oh, um, yeah, in women, it's much less 
severe. Like, there's a picture of yeah, Eva Longoria I, there. It does not look like Eva Longoria has got one at all. Um, no, I, I think certainly the images on Google actually looks it's fine. I mean, if you hadn't given it a name, I wouldn't have known it was a thing, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think I think Will, you managed to climb out of that hole. You're okay. I mean, I'm I'm. It's tough because I'm looking at some. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Jude Laws is a classic. There's a picture of Jude Law there. His is one of the most. I guess iconic. I can I can think of, um, yeah. However much of this discussion stays in the in the broadcast, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I might take some of this out. Um, Fraser just loses it with Daphne now. Don't you have some meat to boil? Um, which is just an excellent line in its in its own right. And then all their reminiscences on animalistic sex. Um, quite a powerful moment here. And I was, oh, who hasn't had that? Oh, blah, 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 blah. Yes. <laughs> Gets really annoyed because he clearly has not. Um, and we have that line you mentioned earlier when Daphne's next to him saying, you could be sitting next to someone and all of a sudden you're ripping each other's clothes off. And, you know, did she say there's a word for that? Yeah, she goes, um, you know, she says that there is a word for, you know, when you're mm-hmm. absolutely, you know, normal with someone and then all of a sudden you're tearing each other's clothes off. And I just hear him just going, <laughs> and then trying to just kind of blow it off what do you think of Daphne's little interaction in this scene with Martin when he's, she's like oh I've helped your father in and out of the bathtub I've seen his bits I missed this I missed what? that line when does oh, she well, say that did you even watch this I did <laughs> when does she say that so at the start of this scene right um, so Frasier comes in and he says that they were locked in a passionate kiss yeah and uh, Daphne goes, oh, go on. And Frazier says he's uncomfortable talking about it in front of her. And she goes, oh, don't be shy about me. I've seen it all. I've helped father out the bathtub. Martin goes, oh, okay, Daphne. He's like, I've seen his bits. And he goes, hey, for, for God's sake. Oh. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a bit uncomfortable to, for me. It's a bit uncomfortable. It feels I'm... like she's, not, she's a living healthcare worker. She's not like a carer. If I, see, if I was Martin, I'd be more pissed off. I'd be like, all right, mate, don't. Well, yeah. if I was Martin, I'd be like, I'm, I know I can't walk fully on my own, but I'm more than capable of bathing myself. Apparently, you, you need someone to help him get out the bathroom. I mean, maybe Fraser needs to get a shower and save it, spare his dad's blushes <laughs> rather than getting his tackle out every time and then Daphne seeing it all. Just a bit extreme for me. Um, but yeah. Also, do you not think this is probably a bit weird for Niles? When, when him and... Uh, you know, I don't think it's a spoiler to say, you know, Niles and Daphne. No, it's not. Uh, it's not. Yeah. Isn't it not a bit weird for him to, to think, oh, she's seeing my dad's my dad's tackle? <sighs> It'd be weird for me. Because then you'd be thinking, when she looks at mine, is she comparing them in her head? <laughs> <laughs> oh, your dad doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> is she finding similarities or, dare we say, differences? <laughs> um, yeah, it would be, be a bit much for me. Um it's a bit much for me. Frasier now trying to just justify to the rest of them that she wasn't, that Kate, Kate's kiss wasn't like a negotiating ploy. And you know, it's like, the woman's passion seemed genuine <laughs> the way he says that. Um, Frasier would obviously do this. He, he has an inflated sense of himself anyway, but he tends to romanticize interactions with women in this way. It's why none of his relationships ever work out. Um, and then ultimately his exit. How can we use sex to get what we want? Sex is what we want. We want. Such an iconic line. Um, one of the more used, I, I would say, in, in the canon of Fraser quotes. Um, but yeah, big fan of this. Yeah. And another thing, just between Fraser and Kate's interaction this episode, I think at one stage he tells her that she looks fetching, I think. 
Mm. What do you think? I think that's really creepy, just to say, oh, you look fetching. It's a weird word. He says that to Kate. I'm sure he says to Kate. Yeah. Look, but... Oh, that's a fetching jacket or something like that. I don't. Is that? Um... Oh, is that? Is that? Isn't that right at the beginning of their first meeting when he's I trying to flatter been... her? Yeah. And then she's like, and she's like, oh, flattery or something like that. She kind of. She says, she says something in a weird voice. Oh, he, then. He, yeah. He says, "Is that a uh, a new hairdo? It's very fetching." That's and it. She sarcastically goes, "Oh, is that a new tie? It just lights up your pretty face." That's it. The way she says it is why I put that bullet point. She says, "It just lights Why'd... up your pretty face." It's like it's so like, weird. It's like a babyish voice, isn't it? It's... Like she's talking to like a little kid or something. Yeah, like I get what she's doing because she's being sarcastic and like mocking him. But it, she does that voice a lot, unironically as well, and it's kind of hard to draw the line. But um, yeah, fetching not not a word that would have any kind of appeal appeal to either sex. I think like just you know. A woman being told she looks fetching is is not is not good, and a man being told it's like, okay, do I am I dressed like a nineteen forties noir cop? <laughs> um, otherwise, what the hell is going on here? Um, but yeah, not a word that I think we need to kind of resurrect in any form. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not coming back anytime soon. <laughs> um, now, Fraser goes back. Shit, I've just dropped something. Uh, Fraser goes back to to the apartment. To KCL, sorry, uh, to kind of hash things out with with Kate, and re- makes reference to a cul-de-sac of vulnerability, um, yes. kind of one of his dark, dead-end Freudian hallways here. Um, carries a lot of, com- a lot of uh, comparison to that, but yeah, he tends to just go overboard, doesn't he, in his in his imagery and his his metaphors. Um, what do you make of this scene? Um, there's bits of this scene I really like, and there's bits mm. I don't like. I mean, I like the bit when he's um. He goes, you know, let's think, why did it happen? You know, frustration, passion, stress, manipulation. And I do like her delivery of manipulation. Manipulation, that's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I like the way she delivers that line. That's good. Um, And I do like when when she says, oh, what about your masculine wiles? And just the way he sort of looks and goes, you think my wiles are masculine? (laughs) (laughs) I I like that line. Um, but generally, then it gets a bit weird in play. Like the whole bit when she's on about, oh, you think you know me? I can be like, um, I can be spontaneous, shy, lusty, playful. It and goes on trying to say, oh, kittenish. Oh, it's all about kittenish. <laughs> I could climb you like a. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's going on? It's really, really like uncomfortable now because yeah. we're getting a flavor of bad boy and dirty girl here. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's painful to watch a little bit. Just to go back to Fraser's masculine wiles, someone tweeted uh, recently, it was probably yesterday actually, like, how does Fraser get so many attractive women? Tony Soprano, I get, but Fraser, question mark. And a lot of people, it got like thousands of likes and retweets. And this is kind of, it's interesting because obviously, you know, trying to look at it, you know, as unbiased and objective I can, you know, James Gandalfini is, is Tony Soprano. He's not a particularly good looking dude, you know, he's, yeah. It, Tony Soprano, that's not one of his facets, but he he has a, he has a big aura and a great presence, and it is believable that he kind of gets these attractive women because he's a proper alpha male. Um, and James Gandolfini's performance is amazing, and weirdly, Frazier is very effeminate and you know sensitive, but I think just his stature, you know, even his physicality, I think there is a, a similar quality there, and so it's not that unbelievable for me that he gets attractive women. Like he's very smart. Um, he's obviously well off, um, you know, not that that's what the women are interested in, but it's, you know, he's, he's done well for himself. He's well-spoken. I think he does have a bit of a, 
masculine while I don't know what do you make of this I agree yeah I think he's I think there's always an element of power that comes from being a respected figure he definitely has got a power yeah when you speak people listen Mm -hmm. and they assume you are I think when you if you're a nobody and you speak you have to prove people to prove people that you're right whereas if you're a respected figure it's a little bit the other way around you speak and Mm. unless someone pulls you up on it people just assume you're right yeah um and i think it's a little bit like that with fraser fraser speaks and he goes oh you're so right dr crane you really know what you're doing um and therefore people and particularly in this um in the show it, it's very much into you know housewives and, and women are his de- target demographic for his show so that's the people who really sort of look up to him and, and look at him as being this this you know very respectable figure that they want mm. um so in that sense yeah i agree and, and he's he is a masculine, he's a broad, I mean, I know he's obviously got some qualities that be considered feminine or, or, you know, he's not an alpha male, let's say, but he's, he, he's a big guy. I think there's definitely a masculinity there. Yeah. You know, he's, you know, I would say that he's far more masculine than say Niles's character, for instance. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And I wonder how much of that, as you say, is down to the fact he's physically bigger. Um, You know, he's got a very deep voice. He has a deep voice. He's very broad shouldered. I just think, yeah, being, you know, he's probably about six, two or something, isn't he? Kelsey. Although make it seem like he is. I wonder if he actually is. Probably probably is around that. Um, And, you know, it is just a fact that, you know, of that height, you do have that kind of command, I guess. Um, If Niles was that tall, where he's quite diminutive compared to Frazier, um, the dynamic would be completely different there. Um, Interestingly, Kelsey Grammer is 6'1". Oh, there you go. So, so basically, our height. Our height, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then when you, I watch I this, do not have a masculine aura, so maybe nothing to do. Neither do I. I think being masculine is overrated, mate. You know, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> um, my my third bullet from last bullet point is kidnish question mark. Um, yeah. and then Ra's outside listening in. Oh, oh Frasier's is great. He just keeps pounding the desk and saying more, 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 more. more. <laughs> The idea of hearing that in the context of what is going on is fantastic. I I just, one thing as well, what the hell was this whole pay rise thing about? Because they they come to an agreement incredibly quickly. Oh yeah, she's like, I'll give you four. She does not really argue. It's like, I want, um, he asks for five. She says three. He says four, done. I think That's the joke is obviously she want they 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 want to get it done so they can get back to pounding the desk. Oh, oh no, but but it feels like they wouldn't she wouldn't have gone through this whole thing. That's been the episode becomes moot, doesn't it? Like yeah. you know it, it, that it's there's no it's, plot. Yeah, it's so easy that it can be so easily reconciled just like that, and it means nothing. Mm. Um, but I do love the fact that Frasier is getting his end away. And everyone is standing outside the room going, Fraser. I know, man. There's like chanting him to the finish. Honestly, <laughs> while he's gunning down Victory Mile. <laughs> um, it's a tough one. It is a tough one here because I think a, a lesser man would, would not be able to do it under such enormous pressure. But, you know, his wiles are coming back to, uh, to help him here. Um, one thing someone mentioned, actually, I think on Reddit a few weeks ago, is that we don't ever talk about the post credit scenes. Um, and I really think that's my fault because I think the fact that like I'm I've kind of dictated the formula that these episodes follow just from day one, um, much to your probably annoyance, I imagine. Um, and considering I just haven't thought to think about it, we never really have. But maybe it's something we should bring in. So I have made a note. Do you know what happened in 
the post credit scene here. Yeah, because unlike you, I, I do watch the post credit scene. <laughs> I, I watch them, I just never comment I, on them. I once said to you, what do you think of the post credit scene? And you went, oh, actually, I'm going to be honest, I turned off as soon It as depends, soon. like, how late I'm watching the episode or, you know, other factors, but I do, I do normally watch them. Um, so I think the post credit scene is Noel's fantasy, where it he is, is um, gesticulating at Kate. Uh, you know, he's very heroic, and then he, he just gets necking with Ross and then wakes up, decides to go back to sleep. Um, <laughs> um, I just love, I mean, we say Noel, Noel doesn't add anything or do anything, he's just having a sleep at work. Like, <laughs> yeah, after hours, <laughs> presumably, because no one else no, is in that back room with him. I don't know, I think that it's just two in the afternoon, he's just had enough of the day. It looked quite time. dark to me, but maybe that's just the way the room's set up, maybe he's just got it just so, so he can nap. Um, ambient lighting. Yeah, we never see that back office that much, and it's interesting to see Noel there. There was a couple of like a desk cluster that he's at. Um, I quite just like seeing these little other moments. Anything that's like not of the norm is novel at this point when you've seen a show this much. So, um, Kate, is this episode in your top 10? It is not in my top 10, but it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be, actually. I, in my head, this was a worse episode than it actually is mm. because I, I don't particularly like the next episode and because obviously it being essentially a two-parter. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'd equate the two together. Um, yeah. And probably a little bit unfairly, actually. There's, there, are, there are some very, very decent moments in this episode, so it's not as bad as I thought. Oh, it's not, it's not in my top 10. Um <laughs> I don't want to say it was as bad as I thought, because that, that's not true. I think it was exactly what I was expecting, and I did come away a little bit underwhelmed. Um, I think, I'm not sure what how we're doing for time. Um, yeah, the actual review of this episode has only been about 36 minutes. The trivia corner was 20 minutes. Um, so, you know, it's probably one of our shorter reviews, but, I, you know, there's not a lot we haven't said. I mean, Nazi and nylons, we missed that. Um, but other than that, you know, generally speaking, this episode's pretty... By the numbers, you know, you kind of know what's coming. Um, actor pick. I actually haven't even picked someone. Uh, that's shocking. Who did you go with? Um, for me, I think there's only really one choice. I'd like. Yeah, I think Martin, that's probably why I left it blank. Martin has some great moments, but um, doesn't have enough to do. Exactly the same for Niles. Um, Daphne, as much as I know you were saying that I thought she turned a corner last week and had a really good week last week, I didn't particularly like her in this episode. I find mm. her delivery a bit strange in places. Um, Gil, really like him. But again, I can't give someone best actor pick for three vines. There's not really enough there. Yeah. Uh, you're going to give it to Gil, aren't you? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I really like Gil, um, but it's just, they stick by just your guns. Not, you stick by your not guns. Quite enough there for me. So mm-hmm. for me, I've got to give it to Frazier, I think. I think the, my heart says Frasier, and no, my head says Frasier, and would be the correct answer. But I haven't given it to Gil yet. Um, and my criteria for actor pick kind of shifts every week. And just sometimes, if, if a character had a particular impression on me, yeah. even if they weren't around that long, um, and I forget Gil's in this episode, and he was just a really welcome breath of fresh air because I think without him, this sh- this episode loses a good few punchlines. Um, and yeah, I just he does a decent job and he does, you know, he he's a recurring character, so we can we can have him. Um so that I think that's my first ever Gil. Wow, um, put me down for Gil, please go. Um Kennedy Burling, what would he make of this episode? And is he a unionist? I think yeah, I think Kennedy Burling's a unionist. Wow. Yeah. I didn't but expect that. He he was when he was younger. 
and now he runs the whole show and crushes you. Gets oh, no, gone, now he hates Teamsters. Gone, he's gone completely the other way. <laughs> um, but I think Kennedy will exploit any situation to his own advantage. So. Uh, would, would he give his employees a 5% raise? Or? No. no, they, no. They, they, he doesn't even pay them. They work for the privilege. They get working. a 5% deduction. <laughs> they have to pay him 5%. <laughs> Just for the privilege of working for Kennedy. Um, I think it's also fair to say Kennedy is not kittenish. <laughs> <laughs> He's wolfish. Uh, thank you, Key. No further explanations needed. All that remains is to play Whose Crane Is It Anyway? Um, are you ready for that? Yeah, let's see. I mean, I'm, we'll see how it goes. I haven't picked a lot, <laughs> so bear with me here. Um, okay. Your, your Whose Crane Is It Anyway? this week, Key, is the word nope. 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 N-O-P-E. It's only used once. Who says nope? Can I hear it in a sentence, please? <laughs> uh the, the line from the show <laughs> um i can't oh. no i can't give no, you, the, yeah. okay. I can't give you nope. the line oh god this could be anyone this is i was supposed to know no is it really distinctive i i, I think it is but if you think like how often would you hear fraser or niall saying nope like nope. rather than no um see i could hear niall saying that Nope. Oh, maybe you're maybe you're thinking because he says hope in the, in that way in hope. this episode. Maybe they're my, getting conflated. I'll be honest. My first thought was was Kate actually in her like nope, like in one of her little voices. Um, but that's that's a complete guess. I'm just thinking that the only other things I'm thinking of could it potentially be one of the on air talent when they're doing the whole. Um, when having the, the little party at, at Frasier's when, when they're milling. Yeah, when they're, when they're milling and he, and he <laughs> says, you know, do you want to do this? And they go, nope, uh, or something like that. Um, maybe it could be Noel or Roz. Maybe. I don't think, no, I've gone, I've gone away from the idea of the on-air talent. I don't think it is. No. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm thinking, okay, now I'm thinking it's down. Kate is still in the mix. Could still be Kate. Mm-hmm. Outside chance, it could be Roz or Noel. Maybe. Outside chance, <laughs> it could maybe Roz or Noel go nope when they're just discussing the situation and, mm-hmm. and the charge just before the coup. Maybe. Um, Which no, way are you going to fall, Kay? I am going to go my original decision. I'm going to stick with Kate. I'm going to say it's got a bit of time, so she's just like a little high pitched voice gets it. nope like that. So you say Kate? Yes. It's Kate. <laughs> when when uh, she comes out, she's standing right behind me, isn't she? Yep. Is there a problem? Nope. Good. And then uh, she goes to leave, and then Fraser calls her. So there you go. Okay, well played. Um, are you ready to jump into the mailbag? Uh, let's do it. Yeah. Raz, who's our next caller? Okay, for the mailbag this week from the Leaping Lizards thread, um, Miss Worcester twenty two put missed you guys last week. Hope things are well with both of you. I've attempted a trivia question for sleeping with the enemy. I didn't see this trivia question. Uh, what? Oh my! Oh no! No, did I get this? Yeah, I think I did get this. I think this this question was asked. I just Miss Worcester is the the uh, is Amy the new. Um, trivia master that hamish sent a question to me about um so thank you for that uh sydney ass basket okay sydney ass basket a few normality has resumed equilibrium has been restored gentlemen you are sorely missed thank you thank you sydney ludicrous poppin jay puts gentlemen welcome back a week without the podcast like a day without sunshine so i'm glad to see you two back anytime that is very nice i too am very ambivalent about the revival these things rarely go well and i really feel that this is more of a vanity project for kelsey grammar since he's been flogging this horse for a number of years now that is true he's wanted this for a while really agree with that i think this is 
much more about Kelsey Grammer than it is about Frazier. Yeah, he's wanted this for years. Um, I'll give it a shot, but we will just have to see. Not much to say about the episode itself. It's never been one of my favorites, but I think the horror movie ending was hilarious. I also like the Jackie Gleason but loud line, but that's about it. As always, you gentlemen can enliven the most pedestrian Frasier episodes with your banter and good vibes. I'd also like to take this opportunity to express my fondness for Dr. Julius Irving. Dr. Julius Irving. I love your delivery of that. Thank you so much. And I humbly request his glorious return. I like to think of him as I went to Princeton guy, Mrs. Presley Bismuth, Lydia Beaumont, and Aubrey Little John going out for drinks together after the opera. I would watch the hell out of that episode. (laughs) Thank you both as always for everything you do. It's appreciated more than you know. Yours respectfully, Ludacris Poppinjay. What a lovely comment. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Mischief Knight. Extraordinary as usual, gents. Key must watch The Rock. There you go. That can be your 90s film when you get to the 90s. What's, what's The Rock? But the one uh, with Nicolas Cage and Ed Harris and Sean Connery where they put the nukes on Alcatraz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will, I will put it down on the list for the 90s. <laughs> Uh, Reed Nervosa, um, though we see Takeout Cups in Season 3, Episode 1, She's the Boss, the last time I believe they're actually in Nervosa is Season 2, Episode 22, Agents in America, Part 3. They've literally not been there, have they, for about 10 episodes now? I'm, or not, I'm not quite. ahead. I don't think they're going to be there for a little while yet. It's um, really weird, man. I'm getting concerned. Maybe maybe Nervosa's just been in our, all our heads all this time. It's not actually in Frasier anywhere near. Yeah, it's kind of uncomfortable. I mean, I'm pretty sure... Um, season three, episode fifteen. Word to the wise guy. I'm pretty sure they go to Nervosa in that one. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That's when they they meet the guy. Uh, yeah, there's um, got to be one before that. There's got to be one before that. There's got to be one before that. Oh, the friend. They're definitely there for the friend. Oh yeah, so definitely there. So it's whether they go in there in the next couple of eps. Yeah. So we will see. Um, but yeah, very good point. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders have only been in Las Vegas for a year and were previously known as the Oakland Raiders. Makes I've a lot of, of sense, because I've heard of them. Yeah, i heard of the Oakland Raiders. I don't know where Oakland is, but I've heard of the Oakland Raiders. I think it's in California. Um, and the Los Angeles Raiders. So, not to upset possible friends of mine, but not a lot of people have heard of the Las Vegas Ra- uh, Raiders. Uh, and not too many Americans are saying up the Raiders these days. <laughs> um, again, I just find it so weird that people move around. It's, it's crazy, man. Just the country's so big, I guess. Um, fun bit for Sleeping with the Enemy. Frasier says to Kate, the devil comes disguised as a beautiful woman. And that's almost exactly the same claim he will make to Diane only eight episodes down the line. Mm. Good, good uh, spot there intriguing uh rectia puts i watched quite a few of the red dwarf revival eps i found them really good didn't remember the original very well but i was impressed nonetheless good point about retconning the happy ending in your head i want to see fraser himself getting a happy ending rather than wondering if he got it at the end of season 11 he deserves it one thing i crave to see in the revival is nars and daphne as parents we were sadly robbed of that since we never got back a seat never got a season 12 back then no voice line after who's crying is it anyway i think i forgot to put the uh the little clip it in um for the uh for the segment so um i need to make sure i, I do that this week sleeping with the enemy i really like this episode fraser and kate's conversations that turned into passionate kissing was great entertainment i love the delivery of daphne's i've seen his bits and martin's reaction to it. there you go someone who did remember that scene um <laughs> unlike me so thank you reclia i find it really interesting that they um found red Dwarf revival really good i, I agree there are i think some episodes that are really really strong yeah. And I really like, I just think that there's some episodes that are really weak as well. I don't think it's as consistent as um, the original series. Mm. Um, but I don't know as well if that's an element of nostalgia. Uh, obviously, do it, you know, is it the fact that I grew up with it? Does that give it, you know, extra bonus points and uh, maybe makes the difference a little bit? But um, mm. 
there are definitely some really, really good episodes to the revival. Argo, argo, google, goop. Um, good to have you back, guys. Hope all is fine. Uh, loved Will's spot on Dr. Julius Irving. <laughs> Uh, coupled with Key's bulldog impression, you guys can give Dan Butler a run for his money. I love that. Uh, share your skepticism on KACL's programming supposedly having half a million listeners. Though in this case, Kate was rever- referring to Bulldog's show, which is a bit more plausible given the time slot and subject matter compared to Frasier's show. In Shrink Wrap, Frasier boasted to Niles that he was heard every day by over half a million listeners in the Pacific Northwest and parts of Canada. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Um, while I wouldn't be as harsh on Kate slash Mercedes rule as you were, I do agree there might have been more um, other more suitable casting choices. She does play the capable and authoritative boss well, but perhaps not as convincingly some of the other aspects of her character. Nevertheless, with her Oscar, Oscar and Tony winning pedigree, the producers must have jumped at the chance to have her on. Mm. Finally, one minor nitpick that came to mind. I find it hard to believe that Niles, of all people, wouldn't have a museum card and would have to borrow one from Frasier. Yeah. Being exposed as um, as not having being exposed as not having one would methinks provide him with much need to be one with his humiliation. <laughs> I love that. What a great line. To I mean, that's a really with. good spot, actually. I would definitely expect Niles to have a museum card. Um, yeah, it doesn't make a, a whole lot of sense there, um, for sure. Do you like how I pulled the mic out of the sand key? I'm going full on BBC roving reporter right now. Oh, I'm loving it. Well, check this out. Um, <laughs> Cat and Winston, lads, one comment this week. Hashtag up the villa. Hamish, if only we could say the same this week after the dross that we watched last night. That'll be the, the last we say on that. Um, drop me to just paraphrase the last yeah, one. Yeah, I think, yeah, he'd paraphrase it. Uh, we have a new commenter, very draw, off you go, um, who they put a very long comment. So they'll forgive us. We have read it, of course, but we're probably not going to read all of this out. But they've essentially just clarified for us that it is pretty plausible, or to quote Niles, as they do, not so very far-fetched um, <laughs> that 500,000 people listening uh, is, is is probable in, in Seattle, given the, the kind of metro population at the time. Um, they say, as one of my favorite moments, I always love when Frasier and Kelsey Grammer is singing. The Simpsons episodes are great with him singing as a Cheers and Frasier episodes. One instance of him singing that the two of you may not have seen is season nine of Cheers. You'll have to listen to it. The first clip has Frasier and Lilith with karaoke. Frasier is not happy that Lilith decides to sing. It may just be my favorite scene with her in general. It is the B-plot in a two-part episode. Um, well, I have not seen those, nor um, got to that season of Cheers, so... I was actually talking about... Say that again, sorry. I'm going to watch the clip. Yeah, I'm I'm going to click this link. I was having a little bit of a... Not a debate. It was more just a discussion because it was completely friendly-spirited. Someone kind of tagged me in a poll on Twitter about what do you prefer, Frasier or Cheers? Um, And they preferred Cheers. And we were just kind of, you know, talking about the little elements we preferred. And really, my kind of stance was just saying all the things I liked about Cheers rather than the things that I think are better in Frasier, like... The, the kind of coziness of the bar, how every episode feels like a bottle episode, um, not to get dragged into that quagmire again after last <laughs> week. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like that. And weirdly, I think if Frasier had always been at KSCL, always at Novosa, um, obviously it wouldn't quite work. But um, 
you know, I, I'm a big fan of that. So it's an interesting debate for sure. But thank you everyone who phoned in for listening to Mal this week. Uh, lovely um, to read out those comments. And, Keep and them thank coming. Thank you particularly for phoning in because this is not a call-in show. <laughs> this is not <laughs> a call-in show. Are you quite Ken Brockman there? I am, yeah. <laughs> this is our first caller, and I mean ever. <laughs> this is not a call-in show. Uh, <laughs> when he starts strangling the stage production. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you so much for that. Next week it will be season three episode seven the adventures of bad boy and dirty girl we all know what happens in that episode so we don't need to mention it here um any final comments Kay? just next week will you be bad boy and i'm dirty girl or the other way around that is something that's going to keep me awake at night (laughs) and not not in a good way uh thinking about so we'll see we'll cross that bridge when we get to it uh but other than that i've been will i've been Kay, and thank you very much for listening to we're listening Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Oh my And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs